Our loving Father in heaven, praise, honor, glory, and adoration be unto your name for making us to be partakers of life. We praise you, O Lord, and thank you for your goodness and your mercy, your love and kindness. We thank you for our health. We thank you for provision of food and shelter and clothing. Thank you, Father, for peace and security. We indeed cherish these things. We understand that you have particularly ensured that we are in this condition and we give glory to your name. Now, Lord, we ask that you would bless us with your word. As we go through this devotion, Lord, grant us of your spirit, grant us understanding. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to grow more and more into the image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Put your words in our mouth, Lord, and... May those who will be listening also be blessed by the things they will hear. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Our High Calling, February 13. Connecting link between God and man. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25 Christ is the connecting link between God and man. He has promised his personal intercession by employing his name. He places the whole virtue of his righteousness on the side of the suppliant. Christ pleads for man, and man, in need of divine help, pleads for himself in the presence of God, using the power of the influence of the one who gave his life for the world. As we acknowledge before God our appreciation of Christ's merits, fragrance is given to our intercessions. Oh, who can value this great mercy and love? As we approach God through the virtue of Christ's merits, we are clothed with his priestly vestments. He places us close by his side, encircling us with his human arm, while with his divine arm he grasps the throne of the infinite. He puts his merits as sweet incense in a censer in our hands in order to encourage our petitions. He promises to hear and answer our supplications. Everyone who will break from the slavery and service of Satan and will stand under the blood-stained banner of Prince Emmanuel will be kept by Christ's intercessions. Christ, as our mediator, at the right hand of the Father ever keeps us in view. For it is as necessary that he should keep us by his intercessions as that he should redeem us with his blood. If he lets go his hold of us for one moment, Satan stands ready 
to destroy. As the prayers of the sincere and contrite ones ascend to heaven, Christ says to the Father, I will take their sins. Let them stand before you, innocent. As he takes their sins from them, he fills their hearts with the glorious light of truth and love. Our need of Christ's intercession is constant. Day by day, morning and evening, the humble heart needs to offer up prayers to which will be returned answers of grace and peace and joy. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Hebrews 13 verse 15. Amen. The devotion title once more is the connecting link between God and man. And one of the lessons I'm seeing here is that God wants to give us the confidence that as long as Jesus lives, we need not have a double mind or be in doubt as much as to know if Jesus really would hear us and if his virtues his, he would hear us no, uh, despite our limitations. The Bible tells us that in 1 John 3 verse 16, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us. 1 John 3 verse 16 Within some circles, there is a growing tendency to make it look like Jesus is far from us. You, have, you need priests and mediators. You need intermediaries. Some would say, pray to Mary. Let Mary pray for us. Or let the priest, let us come to the priest. And the priest now now have to talk to the saints. But the Bible tells us also in First Timothy 2, 2 verse 5. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Jesus ended this position as our mediator by his sacrifice on Calvary for our, on our behalf. And I think about it this way. If someone is willing to pay the price by giving his life, how then would he not want to do everything to preserve us? He went on the toughest mission to relieve us, to deliver us from the captivity of Satan. If you look through the Bible, the man who was possessed with the legions of demons, the man at Gadara, if you looked at Mary's life, the Bible was also told us she was possessed by seven demons. Or you look at people like Peter and the sons of Thunder and other characters in the Bible, people whom Jesus delivered. You will understand that he personally saw the impact of being under the rulership of Satan. How Satan what he meant for man to derange man to bring man to the dust 
to make him of no use. So Jesus's, Jesus coming here on his journey to deliver man was not a journey of someone who is, who is confused, who doesn't know what he has met on the battlefield. Now the Bible tells us that he is able to save to the uttermost those who come to him, seeing that he ever liveth to make intercession. The Bible also tells us that he, having been tempted, is able to also succor those who are tempted. Today, we are being told that as long as we come to Jesus, as long as we plead his merit, that God is willing to help us. In the second paragraph, it said, Everyone who will break from the slavery and service of Satan and will stand under the blood-stained banner of Prince Emmanuel will be kept by Christ's intercession. Christ, as our mediator, at the right hand of the Father, ever keeps us in view. For it is as necessary that he should keep us by his intercession as that he should redeem us with his blood. If he lets go his hold of us for one moment, Satan stands ready to destroy. So you see from this reading, Jesus has redeemed us at the same extent which he redeemed us with his blood and with the same intensity he pleads for us. That's what this reading is also making us know. The same extent of earnestness, intensity and commitment that Jesus put in redeeming us with his blood. That is the same commitment he's putting to intercede for us in heavenly places because he knows that our enemy, Satan, stands ready to destroy us. We are told that Satan rose like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. We are told to be vigilant, to be sober. And our vigilance, our sobriety is not merely just for to be watching ourselves alone. It's as we watch and see danger. We ask for God to intercede, to help us, to deliver us. The last paragraph says our need of Christ's intercession is constant day by day, morning and evening. The humble heart needs to offer up prayers to which will be returned answers of grace and peace and joy. So it's not, you're not just watching to see yourself alone you're watching to notice a need for prayer because it is it is understandable that if we do not recognize our need for prayer we will not pray it's only when you see your need that you make prayers just like a student in school as long as his provisions is in is intact he has his box of provisions to take care of himself he hardly would want to think of calling home but the moment he's provisions the things he needs in school gets finished you see him he, he, he starts making an attempt if he's ignorant of his needs he would not call home and that's the same thing we need to be watchful of ourselves our need of grace we know our limitations we know our weaknesses we know at every interaction or uh, contact with people or with even our own self we have a need of grace and we are promised here we should ask satan stands by our side to detract us to make us uh, lose virtue or christ-like virtues he stands to take us back because he knows how much we are of value to christ 
we are value to christ and he has paid the price to tell us our value you know when you spend money it is the person who spends the money who knows how valuable the material is the ch- children in the house may not really understand how valuable what daddy and mommy has bought and so they may handle it roughly even though it belongs to them in the home but the one who pays the price is the one who knows how valuable and if there is someone who is envious in this case now satan and sees how much has been spent on these people say ah these people are of great value you see he makes every attempt to take away or to make of none uh, effect the price that has been paid and tries to deceive so my encouragement this morning is we number one take advantage of what jesus has made available to us watch and pray as you see your necessity two is that we need to understand the value that christ has made on our behalf that he's willing to help us we need just one mediator we don't need to go through anyone we don't need to go through any medium the bible tells us in first timothy 2 that there is 2 verse 5 that there is one mediator one mediator between god and men and again i remember in the book of zechariah chapter 3 zechariah chapter 3 we are given a glimpse of what goes on in heaven a glimpse of what the intercession of christ looks like genesis uh, zechariah chapter 3 verses 1 the bible says and he showed me joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the lord and satan standing at his right hand to resist him now and the lord spake unto said unto satan the lord rebuked thee o satan even the lord that has chosen jerusalem rebuked thee is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. Here we see the case. Verse 4. And he answered and spake unto those that stood by before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thy iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with change of raiment. Verse 5, And I said, Let them set a fair mitre upon his head, so that they so they set a fair mitre upon his head, and clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord stood by. So, now, here we see the intercession taking place. Satan was standing by the right hand of Joshua. And Joshua the priest represents, represents the the earthly sanctuary system where the high priest had to take on the prayers of those who confessed their sins in the typical time of um, in the typical sanctuary system now Satan was standing there just as we have read before and God the Bible tells us that the angel of the Lord, representing Christ here, rebuked Satan and said, This brand has been plucked out of fire. Invariably saying that this one I have paid for him. I have taken away his sin. And see what God did there? They changed, there was a change of garment on the behalf of Joshua for the people. And in our case now, Jesus' righteousness, which he has used to cover our own sin, stands before God. So Satan has no right to your case. And here, a reading here says, Arise and go to your father. He will meet you a great way off. 
if you take even one step toward him in repentance, he will hasten to enfold you in his arms of infinite love. His ear is open to the cry of the contrite soul. The very first reaching out of the heart after God is known to him. Never a prayer is offered, however faltering. Never a tear is shed, however secret. Never a sincere desire after God is cherished, however feeble. But the Spirit of God goes forth to meet it, even before the prayer is uttered or the yearning of the heart made known. Grace from Christ goes forth to meet the grace that is working upon the human soul. As Christ object lesson, page 206, paragraph 1. Here we are told, even before we pray, that God sees the groanings of our hearts. I want to present to you the easiness of the access, the freedom that we should have in our, our ascending to the throne of God by faith, no matter our condition. I think yesterday's devotion said that even if we had we were willful sinners, we should talk to God. Let no one block come between you and Christ. He is the link, and I pray as we make good use of this provision, we'll grow daily into the fullness of Christ. Amen. The connecting link between God and man. The connecting link, as we have been seeing in our previous devotions, is Jesus Christ himself. And by context, when we say the connecting link between God and man, is actually referring to the connecting link between the Father and man. I take it for granted that we all understand that Jesus is God, the Father is God, the Holy Spirit is God. But here, when we say the connecting link between God and man, it is referring to what connects man to divinity, to the Father, even to the Holy Spirit, that what connects us back to God, which is the aim of life for man, what will bring us back to our original state because man was made in the image and likeness of god and that's what we need to go back to to the likeness of god to his character what brings us back to that aim and purpose of life is jesus christ yesterday's devotion transcended because we have been looking at how if how strong and powerful the blood of jesus is and what it does for us we have seen that the blood of jesus brings to us pardon for our sins and it also gives us power to live above sin but then, now we are looking at the other part of Jesus' work, which is his intercessory ministry in the heavenly sanctuary. Yesterday we saw that too, that Jesus is doing a work of intercession for us. And today we want to see more about that. We have just been hearing it, that there's a work Christ is doing. And it's not, you have to understand that there's a need for this work. There's what the blood of Jesus does, and there's what the intercessory ministry of Jesus does. And we have to set it clear. The death of Jesus, which was actually the taking of his life, and we saw that life is blood in uh, Leviticus 17 verse 11. We saw there that the life of anyone is in his blood. That blood is powerful. But there is something else that Christ needs to do for us. That he has to do in person, which is not necessarily just his death that that can do that for us. And that is the intercessory ministry. And the Bible teaches that Jesus is doing another work apart from his death. Now, there are some people who say that all that is needed for man to be saved is the death of Jesus. The question is if that is all that is needed. 
why then do we read in 1 John chapter 2 verse 1 if any man sin we have an advocate with the father Jesus Christ the righteous why then do we read in the book of Hebrews in the book of Hebrews uh, chapter what we read today as our chapter 7 verse 25 uh, that he's able to make intercession for them what's the point of the intercession again if the blood was enough and also more in the book of Hebrews chapter 2 Hebrews chapter 4 we have seen over and over again how the Bible teaches that Jesus Christ was made a faithful high priest what why do we need a high priest if all that was needed is the death of Jesus in Hebrews 2 reading from verse 17 which we are told wherefore in all things it behoved him to be made like unto his brethren that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God why does he need to be a high priest to make reconciliation for the sins of the people that is the purpose so after the death of Jesus there still was a need for us to have a high priest and what does the high priest do if you look at the Old Testament if you look at Leviticus 16 for example where the high priest goes into the most holy place he takes the blood of the lamb he doesn't just slay it and then say oh that the work is done he takes it into the most holy place and uses that blood to plead for the children of Israel to make reconciliation that's what the Bible says to make intercession for the children of the people to bring them back to oneness with God that is the atonement to unite them and reconcile them back to God this is the reason why Christ is doing an intercessory work for all those that believe in him and this intercessory work is achieved by his being before the father and pleading for our sins like we saw yesterday the thing is even after we have accepted Christ and he has forgiven us for our past sins he wants us to rise up to a higher state and meanwhile while we're trying to do that there is that possibility that while trying to walk we are babies while trying to walk in newness of life we may fall fall what does that fall mean we may commit sin this is where the intercessory work of jesus comes in there needs to be someone who pleads for us if any man sin 1 john chapter 2 verse 1 these things write i unto you my little children that ye sin not we are not supposed to sin after we have accepted jesus then john says but if any man sins that is it possible for someone to sin if any man sins jesus is not going to die for you again he tells us we have an advocate with the father jesus christ the righteous he is doing an intercessory work for us if any man sins jesus told us in the book of john 16 reading verse 23 and 24 and i want us to just look at the beauty of how divinity is working for us the holy spirit the father and the son in john 16 23 and 24 jesus said and in that day ye shall ask me nothing verily verily i say unto you whatsoever you shall ask the father in my name he will give it to you so who are who are we to pray to remember we are supposed to overcome as christ overcame christ was fully human and overcame as a human being he was not praying to himself he doesn't pray to jesus as a human being he was praying to the father and he was then telling us this is how you do it i'm not saying you should pray my pray to me i will get to that point but here in john 16 verse 23 he says whatsoever you shall ask the father in my name he will give it to you 
Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Asking in the name of Jesus, meaning that you are asking, you are coming to the Father depending on the merits of his son Jesus Christ. That may still sound ambiguous. But what it means is, you come to the Father not because you just feel like coming or you feel that, oh, the Father, I want to ask him of something. You come because you are coming in faith that Jesus said you should go to him and that you should go there because of what he has done for us on the cross of Calvary. So when you are asking in the name of Jesus, some people think it's just that you must say in the name of Jesus, I pray at the end of your prayer. No, that's not what it means. That doesn't mean it's wrong to say in Jesus' name I pray. There's nothing wrong in saying that. But you must understand that the meaning, what it says you should pray in Jesus' name, means that you come with a mindset. And that mindset is that I am coming because I believe that Jesus has died for me. And by virtue of that, he has given me the opportunity and the passage to come to the Father. It is because of his death I am coming. That is what it means to ask in Jesus' name. It means that in your mind, you understand that what gives you access to the Father is the death of Jesus. There, that is what it means to come in his name. Now, Jesus continues and says, says John 16, 26, At that day, you shall ask in my name. Not that you shall ask me. Take note. You shall ask in my name. And I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loveth you, because you have loved me, and have believed that I came out from God. This is what Jesus means when he's saying praying in my name. It means for you to believe that Jesus came from God. So that is why he's saying, I'm not saying I'm going to ask for you. Go directly to the Father. Ask him. He loves you. The reason he loves you is because you have shown that you love me and that you believe that I came from him. Jesus wants to connect us back to the Father. Are you getting it? This is the connecting link. We were separated from the Father because of our sins. The Father loves us and sent his Son, John 3.16. God so loved, that God there refers to the Father. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son to come and connect us back to himself. And when Jesus was pleading on Gethsemane, Lord, my Father, I don't want to do this, but if you want me to, I will do it. Whose will was it? It was the Father's will. Because the Father loves us and gave his only Son to show us how much he loves us. He gave us his only son. He was ready to let the life of Jesus go just so he can get us back. And now, Jesus has done that and resurrected. He is now the connecting link between us and the Father. And he's telling you, go straight to the Father. I have given you the access. The Father loves you because you have loved me and you believe that I came from him. In other words, you believe that it was the Father who sent me. The love of God is really great. This is the connecting link between us and the Father. And that's what Jesus was trying to do. You know when somebody is trying to connect you with someone else? That's what's going on in John 16 verse 26. He says, at that day you shall ask in my name. And I'm not saying to you that I'm going to ask the Father for you. No. 27. The Father himself loves you because you have loved me. So ask him directly. Do you understand? Pray to the Father directly. Believing that Jesus has connected you back to him. Once more, let us look at the Holy Spirit now. John 16 verse 13 says, How be it, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. 
and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine. Take note. He, the Holy Spirit, shall glorify me. That is Jesus. The Holy Spirit glorified Jesus. For he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. Now look at verse 15. It says, All things the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I, that he shall take of mine and show it unto you. So who is the Holy Spirit actually taking from? He is taking from the Father. But Jesus said he's actually taking of mine. Why? Because Jesus says, everything the Father has actually belongs to me. So when the Holy Spirit is taken from the Father, he's actually taken from me. That's what Jesus is saying. So that's why he said in verse, six, verse 14, he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. And then he explains, all things that the Father has actually mine. So that's why I said that he will receive and give to you. You see how the three of them are working together just to bring us back into connection. The Holy Spirit is connecting us to God. The Father connecting us to God. Jesus, uh, The Holy Spirit is giving us from the Father. Jesus connecting us back to the Father. It's really something wonderful. And how do we see it in the devotion? We are told that what Christ actually does is that he pleads for man. And man in need of divine help pleads for himself in the presence of God using the power of the influence of the one who gave his life for the world. Now, we see what Christ does here. He says, as we approach God through the virtue of Christ's merits, we are clothed with his priestly vestments. He places us close by his side, encircling us with his human arm. Such a warmth. While with his divine arm, he grasps the throne of the infinite, he puts his merits as sweet incense in a censer in our hands in order to encourage our petitions. He promises to hear and answer our supplications. And that is why we can say, because of this thing that Jesus does, clothing us with his priestly vestments, we can say, according to Ephesians chapter 1, reading from verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he has chosen us in him, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the Beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. And that's why we also read in Revelation 5, verse 9 and 10. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us unto God by the blood, by thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and has made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth you see christ clothes us with his priestly vestments indeed he has made us kings and priests because we believe in him he is the high priest while we are priests we know that popular passage in peter that says we are a chosen generation a royal 
priesthood, a holy nation. So that is exactly what happens when we are reconciled back to God. We are clothed with priestly garments. We are brought back to reconciliation with God and in this reconciliation, Christ covers us with his priestly garments and his intercession for us is what he does. This intercession is very, very important like I was trying to point out before. Why is it important? It says, everyone who will break from Satan's slavery and service of Satan will have to depend on this intercession for it is as necessary that he should keep us by his intercessions as that he should redeem us with his blood. So what does intercession do? The blood redeems us. The intercession keeps us redeemed. We need to stay redeemed. The blood of Jesus cleanses our past sins. But for us to remain in sinless state, to remain blameless and holy before God, Jesus needs to continue an intercessory work for us. This is something biblical, but some people may say, Oh, are you saying that the death of Jesus was not enough? Are you saying that the Bible is not telling the truth? Because passage after passage, we see there that there is another ministry Jesus is doing in the heavenly sanctuary for us. And that is an intercessory ministry. And it is very necessary, as necessary as his death. The death is not everything. After the death, there is still the intercessory ministry, which is just as important as the shed blood on the cross of Calvary. They are both important because if we sin, what can we do? If after we have believed Jesus died for us and then we for we are forgiven all our sins, what if what happens when I'm trying to get things right and then I fall into sin again? Is it that same blood that, that was shed then? Yes, I can plead the blood, but somebody needs to intercede for me. And that is Jesus Christ. He's still doing another work which is necessary. And he, if, if he's not doing that work, if I pray to the Father, if I pray to the Father without Jesus taking my prayers and mixing it with his own intercession, my prayers will not be accepted. That is why we are told we have an advocate with the Father. He mixes our prayers with his own prayer and intercession for us. And that is what makes our prayer worth anything. If not, our prayer is not worth anything. The intercessory ministry of Jesus is necessary. Our need of Christ's intercession is constant. Constant. We need it constantly. Day by day, morning and evening, the humble heart needs to offer up prayers to which will be returned answers of grace and peace and joy. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Hebrews 13 verse 15. Amen. Yesterday we learned about an advocate with the Father, who is Jesus Christ himself. Today explains to us what, how this intercession is done on our behalf. Yesterday we knew that whenever we sin and we faithfully confess, there is one who is able to plead for us on behalf, on behalf of the Heavenly Father. Now today devotion helps us understand better. It says, as we approach God through the virtue of Christ's merit, we are clothed with his priestly vestment. He places us close by his side, encircling us with his human arm, while with his divine arm, he grabs the throne of the infinite. His, he puts his merit, as sweet incense, in a censer in our hands, in order to encourage our petitions. He promises to hear and answer our supplications. So, 
Christ being an advocate with the Father and now he's connecting us with God the Father. It is not our righteousness that pleads on our behalf. It is God's own righteousness. And because he was tempted in all points like as we are and because he understands us too, he's willing to take us to the Father. It's it just like a scenario whereby one wants to a little scenario that we can be able to at least understand is where a person wants to meet the president of the United States. You know you can't go there alone. There needs to be someone who who the president knows of and he can take you there. Now in the bigger sense, this is how it is. Because we have sinned and come short of the glory of God, the Bible t- teaches in Isaiah 59, verse 1 it says behold the lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save neither is ear heavy that it cannot hear but your iniquities have separated between you and your god and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear you so because all have sinned and come short of the glory of god god will not hear us and he doesn't want to reach out to us because of sin. But now, Christ, because of his sacrifice he has made on behalf of humanity, God is now willing to hear us. God can now bring us close to himself. Because why? Our filthy garment, which is stained with blood, which is stained with sin, has been replaced by Christ's own garment, which is full of righteousness and when we have when we have that picture in mind it makes it easier for us to understand how he is our advocate how he brings us to the father and that's why in this time of probation god is ever merciful that he is giving us a time to correct our defect to correct our characters he knows that we may fall and that is why christ is there at every day every moment to make sure that we are one with the father and while in this period of probation it's necessary that we are we overcome our besetment we will resist every temptation while we make this necessary effort through the aid of christ at the same time he makes sure also that he whenever we fall into any mistakes he christ himself intercede for us so with christ wherever with the father with christ there's no distance again his hand is no longer is no longer drawing away that he doesn't want to reach out to us no but now with christ god the father is ever willing to take us to himself all he demands is we take hold of christ's righteousness all he demands is we take hold of the intercession christ is making for us so we should make sure that at every point of our lives we should be confessing our sins we should be putting away every besetment and when we do that daily in the name of christ god is ever willing to be a father to all of us so our prayer is we should take hold of that connecting link we should not at any point in time let hold of that link which connects us with the father because if we leave christ we have no means to reach the father it is only through christ so indeed christ is ever our intercessor he's the only one 
who can who can take us to the father and still yet who will before the father be righteous because his garments has covered us let us pray we thank you loving father for the all these provisions you have made to reconcile us back to god and to bring us back to our original plan original state that you created man in we're really grateful lord for all the divine agencies that is working on our behalf the intercessory ministry of jesus his death the holy spirit the father always wanting to help us we thank you lord for all these things and we pray lord grant to us greater and greater understanding of our advantages grant to us a better understanding of what is available to us that we may take advantage of it and use it to rise higher to the heavenly places to become more and more like our lord and savior jesus christ i pray lord that all who are listening will also be blessed by this knowledge that we all shall come to the father boldly and receive blessings from him receive the blessing to become more and more like him and the knowledge of god be with us today lord in all that we will do direct us protect us deliver us from all evil O lord lead us not into temptation and may your holy spirit that be upon us to keep us in the right way thank you lord for answering our prayers in jesus name i've prayed amen